0: Hey everyone, I'm Charlie Thompson, your host of this episode of Greyhound Time. I'm welcoming two athletes, Ava Vetter and Becky Model. How are you guys doing? Great. Phenomenal. Alright, this podcast is about uh, you guys playing college sports. Mm-hmm. Becky, you mm-hmm. want to talk us through uh, your experience with the recruiting process and everything?
1: Of course. So to start off, I play soccer. That's kind of like my main sport. Um, I play a little bit of basketball too. I'm terrible at it, but soccer is <laughs> the main thing. And so I've been playing soccer since, early I can remember, like, start elementary school, first, second grade. I've always played club, and that's kind of like the main thing in youth soccer, and Ava can attest to this probably, Mm -hmm. but it's like a big development thing for youth soccer, and then you grow up, and then start playing high school, and get more involved with it.
2: Oh Yeah, I mean, same with me, soccer is my main sport. I played lacrosse since I was in like fourth grade. I kind of stopped doing club and taking that seriously and like freshman year I think because like so, um, club soccer is just a huge commitment and if you're especially if you're like getting recruited you kind of need to do that full-time and yeah so I, I mean same with me I've just been playing my whole life and yeah um,
0: how did you guys know like you wanted to play that's what you wanted to do in college
1: so I kind of had like a like just a moment randomly after my freshman season, because I was never like the best soccer player on any club team I've ever been on, never been like most skilled, the fastest, whatnot. But then after I got put on varsity freshman year, I had like a huge confidence boost because I didn't even know I was like okay at soccer. But it really showed that like a 14 year old competing with a bunch of 18 year olds like through freshman year, you're just like, man, like this is super fun. Like I love the competition aspect of it. And so then, after freshman year, I emailed Mr. Hudson. I'm like, hey, like, I want to play college sports. And then he cc'd um, BT, our soccer coach, and he's like, what steps can we do to, like, make this happen? So then we had a meeting, and he's just like, so this is what you need to do. Um, Get registered with, like, NCAA and just, like, start looking at colleges, and you can keep talking to me, and I'll help you through it. So that's kind of how it started.
2: Yeah, for me, it's a little bit different. I, like, started on this, like, um, lower-level club team when I started playing, and I played for that for, like, four years, I think, and then I switched to this club team during COVID, actually, like freshman year, sophomore year, and it was more high level, and a lot of players were in that recruiting process, so I kind of just didn't really know I wanted to play until like I got on this team, and I just kind of like started doing it, went to like a couple ID camps, because that's what my coach um, like advised me to do, and then started that summer of sophomore year, and just... Like started playing on these showcases in front of college coaches, and they kind of just reached out to me, and I didn't really know if I was really that serious about it, but once I got into it, I had actually a lot of fun doing it, just like going on visits and all these things, and so that's how I kind of got into it. I really didn't know until I switched to that higher level club team, and so I guess me and Beck and you were kind of different because I did it through club and you through high school, so...
1: Right, because there's a big. Yeah. I don't even know. I don't even know. That's I feel like that's girls.
2: so different. Like doing it through. I mean, mm-hmm. we're lucky to have like Mr. Hudson, like right. Brendan Taylor, like such a big support staff. So like that's not like that at a bunch of schools. It's also
1: you could probably speak more on this, but girls' soccer is a lot different from guys' soccer. Oh yeah, and Just like totally. the way that girls' pathways is mainly like through club mm-hmm. and like the ECNL girls' academy. Like, I don't know too much about it, but yeah. that's kind of, like, the main way to get recruited. Exactly. And then they sponsor a bunch of, like, showcases mm-hmm. and go on events and reach out for you. But then boys soccer, like, I've talked to Aaron Conley and Quinn Conley, if you know them. She plays at Wisconsin, and then her brother plays at Maryville. But he was one of, like, the best players, Quinn Conley, when he was in high school. He played for uh, St. Louis FC Academy, which is an MLS Next team, which is, like, the highest level you can play at. But he played – he's, like, who's really good and had like a lot of d1 looks but got injured unfortunately and then signed to maryville and now plays for maryville but like he was again like one of the best players but it was so hard for him to get into the like boys college soccer looks yeah. just because like coaches in boys soccer don't really like look out for you and like actively search as much and they want them to come to you whether i don't know if it soccer. i think it's a lot way.
2: less boys teams too as yeah. well like i know that at least like in the conference i'm playing in the right. sec like the football team is like where you get all your funding so they really only have funding for one team and, bunch, and most of them are women's soccer teams right. so it's kind of it's harder for men's and there's not as many like conferences like they don't even have an right. sec for men's right so it's yeah i think it's a lot more tough for getting recruited totally. for men
1: it's also that there's a in the big market for foreign players in oh yeah boys soccer yeah, because yeah. like i'd say about like 40 50 percent of players are from foreign countries because which is a big thing my club coach always told me that the foreign countries are willing to pay like full tuition and don't like do as many scholarships. Like Missouri State, they only have three American players on their boys' soccer team, men's soccer team, which is like completely different from well, girls' soccer, I guess, but So it's just lots yeah. less spots for guys totally. I guess,
2: on
0: Division One. Ava, would you say um, the girls path, like with a lot more club? is easier to make it to college than with, like, high school because you have more opportunities to
2: – Oh, yeah, totally. Well, so, for me, like, Beck and you've played all four years on varsity soccer here, yeah. and I think I think the guys' soccer teams are a lot more competitive um, because I feel like every guy – I mean, not, not many people, like, will play club mm-hmm. men's soccer. And then for girls, it's way more common for girls to play for their club team if you're especially a very – like, ECNL or GA. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at least for, like – I don't know, I think for club soccer, like if you're playing it at like a high level, um, you like are kind of expected to play mm-hmm. for college, which for high school, you're not really expected to play. It's more like just for your school instead of like club is like you go through that commitment process and you go and like these ID camps for, for girls, like you have these ID camps and it's like a part of your club team. Like you have to do these things. So I think it's more like enforced. Yeah. That makes sense.
0: Um. How did you guys pick your schools, and did you have any other, like, colleges you were talking to as well as the ones you committed to?
2: You want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I kind of, like, I did go to, like, ID camps, but I feel like, and I think for a lot of people that's really helpful to go to ID camps. I think you definitely should go to ID camps because that's how you kind of get noticed and like also just following up after those ID camps. But for me, it was more like showcases. Just I think it's harder if you're on like not as great as a, of a team and I know like really great players like on like not as great teams like have gotten committed. But I think that my club team has done pretty well and if you make it to things like nationals and stuff, like a lot of college coaches comes to that come to that. And so we were lucky enough to like make playoffs the year I was getting recruited. So Um, That was a big thing for me. And then uh, those college coaches kind of reached out for me, to me. And so I went on, you're only allowed to have five visits that are, like, official visits that are paid for. And you can also go on, like, unofficial visits. So you can kind of, like, it's, for me, I really only did those official visits just because it was just, like, easier to do. And so, like, I kind of had it, like, narrowed down already to, like, five schools. And so I think... The reason I chose Mizzou um, is just because it's just that like resources that you get from such a big school like that. I mean, you won't get that at like a smaller school, but I mean, it also mat- like, it mattered like what coaches I had and I was lucky enough to be picky about like things like getting like, I don't know how to explain. It. I was lucky enough to like be picky about like not share- sharing a bathroom or not sharing a bathroom, like stuff like that, doing laundry, not doing laundry. And, at, like, at, like, Mizzou, I, I mean, mm-hmm. I had those kind of things, like, I was just allowed to be pick, picky about because I had, I mean, I've had great experience with experiences with a bunch of different college coaches, so it was really easy for me to make that decision to, like, narrow it down to, like, the little things, but, it, I mean, it was hard to, like, you know, like, I made relationships with these other coaches, so, like, like, turning that down was really hard for me, so, right. but, Yeah.
1: And from my college experience, I went on plenty of ID camps and kind of showcases. It was also hard because I tore uh, my ACL last season, my junior season, which is like prime time recruit season, and like go to a bunch of ID camps over winter and summer. And so it was pretty hard because I was wearing a knee brace and not many coaches want a kid with like a bulky knee brace where <laughs> yeah. he can't even run across the field, right? Um, so that was kind of like the biggest block. And I went to a bunch of, I knew from early on that Division One was not in like, my range i'm just simply not good enough to play division one soccer <laughs> so i always thought about d1 d2 d3 and like that was kind of like the perfect thing and my parents kind of pushed me towards d3 range just for the academic side of it which i like, totally agree with but i never really investigated division two things just because i thought like never heard that much of these like smaller schools or like whatnot so i went to over the summer a bunch of id camps when i was more healthy and competed talked to the coaches but there wasn't necessarily any like further like conversations with the coaches that much? Like I still stayed in touch to so, like walk on positions and whatnot. But then Adam Gallegos actually enlightened me to Grinnell, which is pretty funny because he's like, "Hey man, like I have an offer for baseball here. Like, have you ever thought about going there?" And I was like, "Never even heard of it." So then I texted the coach, emailed it, learned more about the college. I'm like, "This is a pretty cool place." And he, I what you do in soccer is just send fit. Like for me or guy soccer you want to send an email kind of like a cold call but for an email and just send them your film and your stats and your gpas and what extra you're involved with and then they respond Either like they like it or they say like hey you're just not what we need for a team and then you kind of go based on that and he's like hey i love your film can you send me more like games so then i sent them more and they liked it um, and then i went up one weekend to watch one of their games and meet with them and see the campus which was really cool and i was like hey i could totally see myself here and like thriving in this environment so then I just like hey like I wanted to get the process over with mm-hmm. pretty early like that's one of the main things I just wanted to be done in the spring in the fall just so I like knew where I was going had everything planned out and senior year would be somewhat easier yeah. so then I just told him hey and applied early decision and then got yeah. in so then it was kind of just wrapped after that
0: nice um do you guys plan I know it's pretty early but do you plan to stay at these schools for the rest of the four years
2: You you can go first. I
1: don't know. I've always had, like, a dream when I was younger to play Division I sports, and I know that's not as realistic as it is now. Um, So, I don't know. I doubt it. But uh, it's really good academics and, like, decent sports, so I'd probably, but I don't know. We'll see.
2: Time will tell. Yeah, I think the transfer portal is really big especially, like, for girls and guys, I think both. is really It's just a really big thing. Um, I, like, have never really thought of it just because I really like my school and I really like everything it has to do. And I think even if I decided soccer wasn't for me, I would stay at the school just because Mizzou is just a big, fun school and I could join Greek life if if I wanted to. But I do plan on, like, playing soccer for as much as I can, hopefully no injuries. It just – I mean, I guess it just depends on, like, what happens because sometimes if you, like – Get injured and that coach doesn't want you anymore. But if I still wanted to continue my soccer career, I could transfer to another school. But hopefully, stay four years at Mizzou.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, what are some goals for? Um, so how does how does it work? Do you play both seasons for, or is it girls? Same as high school, like boys play in the fall, girls play. It's both. It's both
2: fall. Okay.
1: So, yeah. So, well, like for my college, I know it's gonna be different for Mizzou, but for D three, there's like more limitations on it like it's not as serious for those schools and you'll have like pre-seasons a couple weeks before season it's not too much and I know like for D1 girls um like people are going for second semester of their senior years just to go play and whatnot and it's super intense and whatnot and also like in the springtime when you're not in season they probably have practices and stuff but for me it's just like two three practices Mm -hmm. I think in the springtime which is not too much and like maybe an exhibition game if we're lucky so it's not as serious, yeah. I guess.
2: Yeah, for me, I mean, I didn't do the thing where you graduate early. I think that's what you're talking right. about, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't do that just because it just didn't really – I kind of wanted to finish out my senior year, and it's not – I mean, it's kind of more enforced now than it used to be, but it's not necessarily necessary. Right. Uh, but, yeah, I definitely – I go early in the summer, a couple weeks before, like, we start preseason, which is July 21st for where I am going. And then – Yeah, it's in the fall. It's pretty high intensity. I mean, we are training like six days a week, like, I mean, games on like twice a week. And once you get into it, it's yeah, it's really it's a lot. And then in the spring, you're also training a lot. I mean, there's a there's a certain number of hours they can train you for because you can't do too many hours. I don't really know how that works. I don't know like the exact number of hours, but there's like five exhibition games that I'll play. So it's kind of like you're in season like all year round. Like it's, it, you don't get any breaks. It's like, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, as freshman, what are like your goals for the year? Do you plan to play on the team like as a freshman?
1: Yeah, so kind of where Grinnell is at like the skill level, it's like a very competitive team and they're in the Midwest Conference. Um, for like D3 schools which they play like smaller schools like Lake Forest or like Wash smaller U? schools we play Wash U like every other year mm-hmm. so that'll be an interesting game but Wash U's pretty good yeah Um, what was the question again I'm sorry
0: Um, like what do you think you'll be playing as oh, much yeah, yeah, as yeah. older kids
1: sorry um, I think I'll have a decent amount of playing time my freshman year because it's not it's not that competitive <laughs> but yeah. I mean I hope I hope
2: yeah uh, well, for me, obviously the like, goal is to play, but, like, I mean, you're, like, competing against, like, these 20-year-olds, and yeah, yeah. so it will definitely be a challenge. I really hope I get some playing time. I mean, you just got to kind of take advantage of any time you get. Um, some schools don't play freshmen at all, I mean, but I think that if you I, – I just work hard, and hopefully I get a chance to play. Right. Um, I think – well, for my school at least, like, it's – we got these new coaches, like, two years ago, And so, I'm going into, like, a new program, I guess. Like, they're rebuilding this whole program. So, I think they really want to see, like, new faces on the field. And it's not, like, I'm not going in, like, like the seniors don't get an advantage by any means, I guess. So, yeah, I mean, that's the goal.
0: Um, I'm not sure how, like, D3 works, but do you have the ability to, like, redshirt as a freshman and, like,
1: I actually have no clue. I
0: never. I don't think I've heard of that because
1: a lot of people that don't play on, like, the Division Three level are just there just to be on the team yeah. or just to be part of something. Um, so I don't know if there's redshirting. I need to look
2: into that. Yeah. yeah, for us, I mean, there's redshirting, but it's more common in people who get injuries. So, yeah. I mean, I guess if I were to get injured, then, yeah, because I want to play, like, I'm hoping to play four years. So, but, yeah, I don't know. Depends.
0: Um, do you have goals for after college, like playing? There's a professional women's league, right? Yeah, UPAU
2: and WSL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess it. <laughs> I guess it just depends on how college goes. I mean, I never really. I kind of wanted to play college soccer, and I think that was pr- pretty much it for me. Um, and just like have like just a regular old job, but yeah. um, I don't know. I mean, I guess it really just depends on how college goes. I feel like.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I don't really see myself playing after college. I just want to extend it as long as I can, maybe mm-hmm. get an occasional pickup game when yeah. I'm older. but I don't think that's the extent of it. So yeah. a beta league? Mm-hmm. Beer league. <laughs> yeah. Beer league soccer.
0: Um, so what does, like, a day look for um, – it's probably a lot different for both of you guys, but what does a day look like? Do you have to wake up earlier than – Right now or we're in for, college? For, like, for next year. Do you know what your schedule looks like?
2: For next year, I think that – as of right now in the fall you have afternoon practice so i will have like my classes in the morning and afternoon practice we have like uh athlete center where you eat so i like it's like a different dining hall mm-hmm. so probably eat there which is it's kind of nice because they make like healthy food and like i don't know it's it's <laughs> not, and there's like a smoothie machine and so probably get myself a smoothie um i don't know i don't know i I think – and then in the spring, I think it's morning practices. But I think in preseason, you do, like, lift. I don't know. I don't honestly know – I don't really know how it works, but I know, like, there's probably lift, like, at least three times a week. I don't know. Do you know?
1: Mm. I think for mine, it's pretty, like, low maintenance. Mm-hmm. You just – maybe one, two practices and during preseason each day, and then i assume weight training throughout. But then, like, during the season, just one practices and, <clears throat> like, games on the weekend, so.
0: Are you a person that likes more practices, or do you, like – kind of the three-day-a-week, focusing more on school.
1: I'm, I love having that, like, routine throughout my day, like, knowing each week that we have a practice each day, and, like, that's something that I always look forward to. So that's what I'm kind of hoping for, and, like, hopefully we stick by that. So
2: Yeah, I agree. I like having, like, practices, like, after school. Yeah. And, like, having something I don't know, just give me something to do. Right. And it just – it's fun. Mm-hmm. I have fun, like, playing soccer, obviously, so.
0: Uh, do you guys know people on the teams already? Like, do you already have – some friends Ooh, adam, okay, well adam gay goes oh yeah of course. high school is going with you but
1: so we're kind of like the package deal of course but <laughs> um i went up there and i introduced myself and met a bunch of them got their like phone numbers and then also for my freshman class that's going into it next year a bunch of them added us on social media we've like talked just asked like where we're from like what we're hoping to do in college whatnot um so i know a couple of them but i don't know any of them like personally or from. yeah
2: Uh, Yeah, for me, my coach has us do Zoom meetings each month. So ever since I've been committed, we did Zoom meetings like all, like I committed December of 2021. And then like all that spring we had Zoom meetings every month and then it kind of slowed down when they were like recruiting for the 2025 class because they were obviously so busy with that and being in season, but those started up again And we talk each month and it's kind of just prepares us like not only like meeting every because it's all the 2024 teammates that are on the Zoom, but it's also like athletic coordinators and like weight training people and like all that kind of stuff. So it's kind of nice like meeting not just like teammates, but you get to meet like all your coaches and stuff, which is fun.
0: All right. Thank you for tuning into this episode. Huge thank you to Ava Better and Beck and Model. Feel free to follow Greyhound Time on Instagram and TikTok for the latest sports news. We will see you next time. Thank you.